Blog Talk Radio. of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective. I am the head huntress, and here we are. It is now May. We're halfway to Halloween. And what got us started here in the first place is staring me right at in my face. The Halloween horror movie, Marathon Madness, a.k.a. The Madness or Madness for short. Either one is fine with me. It is a contest I've been hosting now for nine years. As long as I've been blogging, the madness has existed. So um, here I am with the, the first year where I actually have my own radio show. Normally, I would be on uh, Eric Polk's Dollar Bin Horror Radio, but unfortunately, that is no longer with us. So now I'm doing it on my own show, Archivist Pets on Sexy Witches. And Eric Polk will actually call in and talk to us tonight around 9.15 when we start talking about what the madness is, how you can be a part of it, and what our theme is this year. But I can't do this alone. I have to have at least one other sexy witch in my coffin. Unfortunately, sexy witch, porn witch, Erin uh, uh, Marie is not with us tonight, but she will be back soon on our Awesome Con episode. But... In Eugene, uh, I'm no longer in Eugene, Oregon, but in <laughs> Seattle, Washington, Woohoo is my beautiful, sexy werewitch. She's a writer from Living Dead magazine, aspiring filmmaker, public author, published author. She's a horror film geek, and she loves live action role play. Look for Wolfie Attitudes at the Gen Con or very soon at Crypticon Seattle in a week or two. Woohoo! We're so excited about that. And look for her personal writings on her blogs and YouTube channels. Please welcome to the show my sexy werewitch co-host, Queenie Todd. How are you doing, sweetie? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Liz? Fine, but I, that intro rocked this time, and I was really hoping you oh, would yeah. howl. Oh, I'm sorry. Of course we have a howl for you. Oh, oh great. There. Now the show can continue. Oh. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. Can't do it without a sexy warehouse. So, um, uh, so we are we are alone, and um, it's okay. Um, 
I asked a couple people if they could guest host, but unfortunately none of them could be available tonight. But we are sexy witches and we are strong, so the show must go on. And right. uh, so, but we have plenty to talk about for the next few minutes. So please, Queenie, yes, tell me, you were just at the Nationals live action role play in Seattle, Washington. So please, yes. would you talk about that and tell me how wow. it went? Like, everything. Just dish it out. Go for it. Okay. Are you ready for some geekitude? <laughs> Nothing I is am more ready. geeky than being a LARPer. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, well, this is your moment. National, Go ahead. This is my moment, my chance to shine. Anyway, so we had a nationals event for Alliance Seattle. Um, every two years, the nationals event will travel to a different state, and you know we we geeks will congregate in that state and just be completely nerdy all weekend. Um, this weekend, it, I was lucky because you know it was here. And my husband was on plot for that event, so I couldn't talk to him about a lot of things for a very long time because <laughs> he had to keep some secrets for me so that I could have some fun. Um, usually I'm on his side. Like I'll, when he's doing plot stuff, I tend to help him out as an NPC because that's kind of like a, a minion, you know, a little minion that helps make the plot cool. Um, but this year I wanted to actually play because I'd never been to a Nationals event. And I, I have more fun playing personally. And so I played as my awesome barbarian, Sashinka. I think I've mentioned her before on the show. <laughs> there's pictures on my yeah, Facebook and page. Pic- and I was going to say, there's pictures also on the Sexy Witches page from Gen Con last year. So you can see her dressed up as her barbarian with that. Better pictures. I should give them to you. I have better pictures of her, like, really oh, capture well, Sashinka and how awesome she is. I'll give them to you. I'll well, give them to you later. Them. Post yeah, them, okay. Yes, post that. them, post them. Always, always post. Remember, I can't share off your Instagram account for some reason. I don't know why. Because oh, you always post amazing oh. things on your Instagram account, but it won't let me post on the Sexy Witches page with any of it. So, if you'd like me to post something on on the Sexy Witch page, just let me know because sometimes I can't, you know, keep track of everything. But just, oh, just I know you can. Like, hey, it, it's that. all good. I, I don't expect you to be like as spastic and as quick about this stuff as me. I mean, I, 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 I'm like a shark. If I stop moving, I die. So you know, it, well, it's, you know, <laughs> you know. I have to pace so, myself. So how was it being on the opposite side from your husband? Oh, it was actually fantastic. Um, I had. Every every LARPer wants to have that moment where they feel like a big damn hero. You know what I mean? Unless you're a villain. Then you want to be a big damn villain. But when you're a hero, and my character is a hero, you just dream of that moment where you get to be a badass. For me, I had a, a mod that I went on with a bunch of other people, and some of them were nobles. So, you know, they're big buckety bucks, you know, and I'm just a barbarian. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> I don't care that you're a noble. I care if you're a badass. That's what I care about. <laughs> Do you fight well? <laughs> so we went on and we were we were trapped in this kind of loop Groundhog Day sort of thing where the, the bad guys kept coming back and coming back and coming back and we weren't figuring it out right away that we have to do a certain thing to make this stop. So when I figured it out, I sacrificed myself, my character. She basically took a death for the team so that we could stop being in this Groundhog Day thing and we could move on. And, you know, nobles were debating what they were going to do about it, and I just basically stepped up and said, don't worry about it, I got this. (laughs) This one's mine, I got this. 
So I, oh, I that, took that, that, resurrection. That's... <laughs> Pardon? You took a resurrection. You came back to life. Yes, I, took, I came oh, back to okay. life. It was my first death, so I didn't stay dead. I didn't have to draw no beads oh, or nothing. Because there's like oh, a good. whole process when you die. You get like one or two resurrections for free. And then after that, you have to uh-huh. pull a bead to see if you, you know, like, do you die or not for, for good, like forever. Um, we call it permanent death or you permed for short. And I didn't perm, so that's good. I just took a nice that's fucking good. death and impressed everyone. So, like, the entire game was constantly thanking me for what I had done because I basically helped keep the fabric of reality together by what I had done, by killing myself, by letting myself be killed in this manner. I, I was good. I helped. I did the good thing. So I got all these props, except I didn't get the actual cool sword that came out of my death. <laughs> but you are like so the LARP, G- LARP Jesus right? Christ. You, came, you sacrificed yourself and came back from the dead and everything. Yeah, and I didn't get the fucking cool toy. I didn't get the fucking cool toy because I'm the goddamn big damn hero. (laughs) So, like, they were debating, like, okay, we're going to put, like, things in a hat and draw from a hat and see who gets the fucking sword. And out of game, I'm going, I deserve the fucking sword, assholes. I died for you. (laughs) Why did I get the damn sword? Uh, By the time they realized that... (laughs) Yeah, you know, fucking players. But by the time they realized that, they just sort of went, oh, right, we probably should ask you, is this okay now? I'm not going to say if it's okay or not. Like, come on. It would ruin my sacrifice to ask for the sword. I'm a good guy, like really good. I do good things. I don't do it for a reward. <sighs> Out of character, though, Queenie's like, fucking give me the sword, man. Come on. Because <laughs> I'm not Tashika. I know what's going on. Messing with the barbarian. Well, Everyone messes with the barbarian. Sounds like it was a lot of fun. You know, you realize that I live in the world of Darkon, right? No, I did not realize that. Darkon is Maryland. That's where Darkon originated. You should come out someday. Oh. You know, well, that, there's not like you know, Darkon. Oh, have you ever seen Darkon yeah. the documentary? Yeah, that's no, Darkon. Oh my gosh! Okay, after the show's yeah, over, I know. Uh, and people, if you even are remotely interested in LARPing, the best documentary on it is called Darkon. One of the founding LARPs on the East Coast was here in Maryland, and Darkon is huge. It, it is the big. It's as big as what she was talking about. Big, big, big. So um, I will make sure that Queenie sees this documentary. It's older now. It's been around for a while. Uh, so oh, it's an older documentary. So you'll one. probably be. Re- yeah, no, no. Darkon is really. It was that it de- debuted at the Silver Docks when they did the documentaries just at AFI. It oh. was really cool. So I'll have to make sure I get get you a copy of Darkon. So you um, remember though, like I spent I, most of my LARPing career, like from when I was eighteen on, um, in Canada. So it's a whole different world in Canada and how we do things in Canada. So like LARPing here in America has been an eye-opening experience, especially on the <laughs> Pacific Northwest, because you guys are, like, here on the Pacific Northwest, people are just, they're so great. They're so friendly. So much friendlier than other uh, people. <laughs> you are. 
I, I wasn't part of LARPing growing up, but my mom was member, uh, was friends with a member of the SCA, the Science for yeah. Creative Anachronism, which is very similar. They dress up in suits of armor, but the real sore is not the foam stuff that the LARPers use. No offense to the LARPers, because actually yeah. that stuff's more fun because you can beat that shit out of people. But, you know, exactly. it was always, it's always a great time to just grab some swords and some armor and just, like, fight. You know, <laughs> there is some oh, value. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts time. of the SCA. Yeah, it's so much fun, and I highly recommend it. You would be surprised. Like, you know, all walks of life do SEA and, and does LARPing. You'd be really surprised who does it. So uh, I will make sure. I actually have some news for you. Um, and so we're, you know, we were, uh, May 3rd was our last show. And that week yes. was a very weird week for me following up. First of all, I won a friggin' award at my day job. You know, I am an archivist tech um, by trade. And I won an, uh, the archivist award for excellence in textual, pro, uh, textual reference. So I actually like, had to go onto a stage and, and show off a, a certificate and the whole thing. Um, and so and there's a lot of reasons why, but it was kind of a mixed bag for me in some ways to accept this award but it was still you know a good thing to do so I accept the award and so I was having this odd day and I went home early and I get a phone call two phone calls one from Lily's teacher uh, the evil genius was having some evil genius moments and uh, um, and uh, then I got a call from a radio station WNAV which is the uh, 1430 AM radio station here in Annapolis and my husband had put my name into a hat kind of a thing for uh, some kind of Mother's Day prize, and I won it. Uh, cool. So, so they picked me up that Friday in a van, okay, one of those <laughs> nice party buses with, with the uh-huh. producer and, and this guy and the drivers with this, like, local chauffeur company. And they took me around Annapolis to all these local businesses as – and they were recording sound bites for the radio station, which is awesome because, wow. you know, I knew how to pose and I could do all that shit, right? Because I've actually had a little yeah. bit of practice, so I sounded so dorky on the radio. Oh, my God. It was so yeah. stupid. But it was fun. It was really fun. And so one of the stops was at the Amish Market, which is one of my favorite places to go, the Pennsylvania Dutch Market here in Annapolis. And I got, like, a nice chunk of change from them. Oh, my God. It was awesome. But the owner's wife decided because she'd never been on a party bus before and never been to downtown Annapolis where we're going to have lunch she joined us so then we had this wonderful woman from Pennsylvania Dutch country that was such a blast and she's never like done any of this stuff before and we went and we saw koi fish at this one place and a spa at another not a spa hair but spa like whirlpooly place when you know I got gift certificates from all these places ended up with like Almost seven hundred dollars worth of gift certificates. Yeah, and free lunch. Wow, really? So, so that was what happened to me over the last few weeks. It was like the strangest day. I took my mother-in-law. Yeah, I took my mother-in-law with me, and Paul came with me, my husband. Uh, You know, so and there's photos. You can go and look. There's totally photos on my Facebook page. You want to see me dressed in like my work (laughs) clothes going around Annapolis? So um, I believe. 
Oh, right on time. So now that we've talked about LARPing and I talked about my weird Mother's Day Awards Day, um, <laughs> let's get into more important things, and that is madness. Right. And not just any madness, Halloween horror movie marathon Most madness. The madness to watch. That's right. The, we are Halloween fanatics here on Sexy Witches. Heck, we're Completely Sexy Witches. It, it's kind of, of goes without saying. goes without saying yep. that we love Halloween. But we don't just thing. love Halloween. We are insane for Halloween. And we, I created nine years ago a contest on, I put on MySpace just for the hell of it to see if anybody would actually play with me. Nine years later, here we are. And I have my own podcast. Yep. I did this well before any of it, before blog, like my blogging simultaneously ran with the, my first blog was in 2006, December. And the first madness was September 2007. So uh, that's how, how close, yeah, and here we are. And I've been here since, now what, like, the fourth episode? I think I've been here since, like, the fourth season. You've been here four, and our guest caller yeah. uh, for this hour is Eric Polk, which I'm about to bring on just a moment here. He's been doing it for six years. Uh, since yep. I've been doing themes, so uh, so here we are. We're veterans of the madness, and what the hell is the madness? Let's get right to it. So let me first introduce my guest caller tonight. To this hour. <laughs> All right, so calling from the Ohio Valley is one of my favorite people in the entire world. I don't know. He used to be the creator of Dolphin Horror Radio, and which is no longer with us, ladies and gentlemen. But he was nominated for Rondos for it because it was so awesome. All right. Uh, and, and he was the first person to allow me to talk on the radio. So I thank Eric Polk for that, too. And so I used to do my, my, my pitch for the madness on his show. Now he's coming on my show. So I like to welcome to, to the Sexy Witches, Dollar Bin, Eric Polk. How are you doing, sir? Hey, now, what's going on tonight, ladies? Oh, it's madness, sir. Oh, yes. It's that, it's it's that time of year. It's getting it's getting close. It's only uh, what is it today? May sixteenth, seventeenth, and it's gonna summer's gonna summer's gonna fly by. And before you know, it, we're all gonna be sitting on our couches or our favorite uh, seating apparatuses, watching our favorite uh, horror movies. You know, it's gonna it is literally a madness. Hey, it's Good an time. infection. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's a way of thinking. It's it's definitely not a normal way of thinking. But it is a mm-hmm. way of thinking, and and we love it, and here we are. So, Eric Polk, you, you, do you want to do it like we used to in the old days? Do you want to ask me the questions, and then I'll answer them? Because I don't think I need to quiz you on this. Um, not, um, okay, well, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying Yeah, I'm trying to organize my thought here. and um, I had took you for a loop, didn't I? Yeah, I was, uh-huh. yeah, kind of wasn't, uh, kind of wasn't uh, prepared for that. Um, basically, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, uh, but basically, okay. Well, let me see if I, let's see if I can get my polish on here. So basically, um, 
anybody who's listening out there that's a neophyte, a newbie to this uh, whole experience, uh, you kind of briefly touched on it, but maybe we can go a little more in depth here. What is this madness all about? This madness, once again, is a lifestyle, but it's also a game. It is a game. Mm-hmm. It is a Halloween horror movie marathon madness, and that's exactly what it is. It is a kind of like Halloween a horror funny. movie marathon. Watch as many horror movies as you can in the month of October. Whoever watches the most of them wins. That is as basic as the madness is. And we're talking about endurance. So as many hours you clock in, we will count those hours towards points. Okay. We'll talk about that in a bit. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about that later, but you watch a bunch of horror films and then once a week you write up a little blog and you put it on your personal blog or you put it on a file on Facebook, you know, uh, everyone, and, uh, we just rally up your points and boom, yeah, there you go, you go, you win, haha, whoever watches the most, uh, but it's also a little bit more interesting than that because uh, what happens is that there's a bunch of people playing with you. About 30 to 45 people on average play the madness. And because of that, we have to sort you into teams. Now, these teams are more like what you would see in X Factor over like American Idol. They have, they have a judge, and that judge is more of a mentor, and that judge has a team, and they are managing the team. They keep an eye on you. They make sure you know how to play. You keep your team spirit up and all that kind of stuff. And Queenie here has been the team champion for two years in a row, so she gets to help me design. She is the main co-host of the Madness this year, and she My helps me She's the first person that gets to see everything, basically. She gets to see it first. I approve, we talk about it, and then we send it to the larger group of judges. I have a nice pool of judges this year, Queenie. First of all, my Ooh. first judge to announce is Eric Polk here. He's this will be his third year judging. Thank you so much for doing that. So at this point, he's a veteran. I don't think you've ever actually had a winner or won the team, have you? No, nope, not even not even close because <laughs> that's the that's the beauty of the madness. I mean, you know, you think you're doing well, matter. but no, no, it does it doesn't matter but at all because it's just a game. That's all it is. It's yeah, nothing. that's right. It, it's just for fun. Uh, it's all just for fun. Mm-hmm. The game, the game is a plot device. Okay, think of it that way, ladies and gentlemen. The game is just the reason for us to watch a lot of horror films. And then talk about it with our friends. That's basically what this is. Uh, it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and so, um, so I was going to say, where are we going with this? So, um, first of all, every year, it doesn't matter what kind of horror film you want. I have a list of accepted genres. Accepted uh, genres are every type of ho- subgenre you can think of: science fiction horror, doll horror, blah blah horror. If it's a horror. If it has horror attached to it as a modifier, you can watch it during the madness. I'll also sometimes add some fringe genres that you're allowed to watch for that year because they're closer to our theme. Uh, This year, I have two odd ones, and I was going to announce the genres to to my two judges here. Eric Polk and Queenie Todd. You ready for the two? uh, I have two surprise genres this year. Oh, yeah, for, for on. Yeah, bring it. All right. 
Now, this one's been on this uh, before, but I am allowing Holocaust movies this year. There's a reason oh, wow. for that. And I'm oh. adding for the first time ever a non-horror genre is accepted or at least something that has to do with extreme. This year I'm adding Western. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Never had Western. I've had traditional fantasy and science fiction, of course, certain years. When we did especially classic horror years, I will accept things like, you know, traditional science fiction. Uh, But first time I've ever had, like, an outlander. Well, it's not true. I did have I did have porn one year, so maybe this is the second. But, but really, for for a genre, we never covered. There's been a lot of western here, and so, but there's a reason for it. I'm not going to talk about now. But everything, if you listen to this show later on, realize that when I'm talking about stuff like that, I'm giving clues to what the rules will be and secret films that will play during the madness. Because you will have to look for films sometimes. Usually, it's, I, I usually it doesn't matter. It's your own pace and your own taste. But occasionally, I'll assign a movie, or I will occasionally say, "Well, here's a clue. Look for this film, and you get a bonus." Uh, so, uh, so there, you know, it's a little of everything. It's a give take thing. It's a reason to talk about films, and we all, believe me, everyone's opinionated in all the right ways for the madness. So, because it is a madness. So, uh, so. Um, Eric, yes. when you're a judge, and let's say they wrote this like thing to you, and they submit them, what do they submit to you once a week as uh, a judge, if you're a contestant? Okay, if you're a contestant, you're going to submit the name of the movie you watched, uh, the length of the movie, because that actually is important, especially if it's over two hours, then it's worth uh, extra points. Uh, and just like a very brief description, it doesn't have to be a doctoral dissertation, it, it would just be, uh, let's just say, for example, you watched uh, Friday the 13th, you just write down uh, horny teenagers being whacked by a maniac homicidal killer in the woods. You know, this is brief a description as that, uh, a rating system, say like five stars, five severed thumbs, uh, five uh, gunshots that we're doing Westerns this year, or five horses, you know, what? whatever, just as long, I mean, just as long as you follow, you follow that, then you're uh, good to go. Oh, and the year the year that and the year that that was released also, if you can, because sometimes I know, I remember, like for a few of the madnesses, if it if a movie was released, you know, before a certain year, then that was also worth some bonus points, if I remember correctly. Well, it depends on the theme. Yeah, um, the year yeah. with the classic horror, the older the film was, the more points you got. So by the time you get a silent film, even though it was 16 minutes long, you would get like a full highest rating in our point system for that film because it was a horror film from 1916 or earlier. So, uh, so, um, so he gets the summary, and it is, folks, just a summary. Write as little as much as you want. I, some of these guys write a lot more than I even expect them to, but they can be great reads. I read everything. Uh, but Queenie will get them. And Queenie will look at them, and she looks at them, and she looks at the at, at what film it is, how long it is, yep. and so she get, and then like any out bonus point elements or wild cards, and then she calculates a point. Um, most most films average two points, but if they can get more points, depending on the theme, which we'll talk about in a minute. And so Queenie, when you get yep. these points, what do you do with these points? 
Will I add them all up? Um, I'll, I'll make judgment calls based on, like, what their argument is for the point because everyone has to give at least a little bit of an argument of why they should get a point for this particular movie that they're watching. Um, sometimes you watch TV shows, you get, like, a half a point. Um, it really, like, the, the point system is all arbitrary, but at the same time, you know, people really get into it. They really care about their points. So, you know, i got to be fair with them. Well, it makes you more observant. Suddenly you're, like, paying yes. attention to things in the movies. And I know that especially in the splasher Absolutely. year, a lot of people were like, wow, I never noticed that happens all the time in a slasher movie. I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, half like, the slashers was pretty funnier. Go ahead. Remember the year we did the, um, the video Nasties? That was really interesting. Like, oh, my God. The people oh. watched and the things they found in the gutter, you know, like <laughs> the gutter of the Internet, you know. Oh, mm. the, the video Nasty year was uh, was a hard year on many really levels cool. for me, but but it was really interesting because only I only researched ninety two movies, like that was it because we were actually at a core set of films to hit that year, which is not usually yeah. the case, and. I did more research on those 92 movies than I probably did for all the other madnesses combined, including the classic really movie year, which I had to do a lot of research for that, too. So that was kind yeah. of messed up. So um, Was that the year we had the female team? Was that the year I had the all-girls team? I don't know if it was that year or uh, if it was the year after. I don't I can't remember. remember anyway, I was proud of that. I was proud of my ladies. Because they worked really hard, you know, and and we did pretty good. But yeah, I mean, the madness is just what you make of it, really. Mhm. So, I agree. I agree. So uh, I I I have told Queenie what the title of our 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 uh, madness is this year. <laughs> did I tell you, Eric? Do you remember? Did I tell you yet? Or uh, I, don't I, I have. I know the uh, general the general theme. I don't know about the official. I don't remember there being an official title, but I know the there general is theme a, of it. Well, it is nine thirty, so I think it's time. It's time, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Let's announce the uh, title of this year's Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. And I will tell you, this theme is going to be tough because some people are going to look at it and go, "Ah, hell to the no." <laughs> and, uh, I can understand. And we'll tell you why in the mo- in a moment, because my title of this year's madness is the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness Circus of Colof- of Colophobes. What does that mean? What's a colophobe? That is the fear of clowns, ladies and gentlemen. We are covering evil clowns and dark carnivals for this year's Ooh. madness. So uh, keeping a little bit of the fantasy elements for Queenie with the dark carnivals, but in particular this year, we're concentrating on evil circus clowns. They are going to be the top points this year. Any horror film with an evil circus clown. If that clown commits murder, top bonus points for you and your film. I'm going to have fun doing makeup for this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then... (laughs) That's Bring right. We're gonna have. Oh, yeah. Oh well, there's it, it. There's some obvious ones there, you know, yeah. uh, and there's some not so obvious ones as well. Um, 
so we got circles, clowns, and dark carnivals. So the two main things we're going to get to big points this year, like I said, is evil clowns committing felony murder. Pretty obvious that's going to be a lot of points. But we also, when a circus or a carnival's intent is the corruption of souls, that's also going to be worth a lot of points this year. So the top of my list on that is like something wicked this way comes. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, things along those right. lines. Um, so, but, so I'm looking the, forward the, to doing like Devil's Carnival stuff. Oh, yeah. Bringing out the business, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, yeah. My musical yeah. love. I can see it in there. Yeah. Circus of Fear, Christopher <laughs> Lee. That's, I mean, that, that popped in my head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, there's. Six, Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of great things, uh, and I don't have the bonus point list yet, um, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, the bonus point list is is ten elements in a film that will bring up your normal average two point film. Most films are an hour and a half with horror films. So if for an hour and a half, two hour film, it's two points. Simple as that. Same point. And. And so Evil Clown, if you got, would bump it up a point, if it murders someone, that would get the highest point value. Uh, and we can go into, don't worry about the point system. That's the judges themselves will help you out. Now, believe me, I'll show you sheet sheets and stuff when we get closer. Don't worry about the point system. Just know that clowns will get you points. Traveling circuses will get you points. Freak shows, side shows. Um, maybe fortune tellers. I haven't decided that one yet. Uh, you know, definitely sideshows, uh, makeup effects are definitely going to give you some bonus points this year. Um, so look for things along those lines. Uh, you know, and there's some decent scary clown movies out there. Uh, uh, Queenie, do you have a favorite clown, scary clown movie? Well, there's the classic. There's Stephen King's It. I mean, that's just, everyone knows that one, right? Tim Curry just yeah, took you know, a performance. I, I actually have issues with that movie. I think half of it is good. Like, the first half is really, really good. But once you get to where there's less Tim Curry and more Spider, not as interesting. <laughs> so, well, how about yeah. the Carnival of Souls? Carnival of Souls. Have you ever seen awesome. that one, the black and white? Carnival of Souls? Oh, uh, it's absolutely one of my favorite movies. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. So great. Uh, Todd Browning's Freaks is probably going to pop up during the madness. Oh, and don't forget oh, Killer Clowns uh, from Outer Space. Uh, that was the theme song tonight. That's, the that's, Dickies doing Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I have it on DVD, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Funny you should say um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, because that leads me into wild cards. So what's a wild card? I'll tell you what a wild card is. Okay. So we have the bonus point system, but we also have wild cards. So what's a wild card? A wild card is a person usually, an actor, producer, director, sometimes a makeup artist. I, I tend to put, mix it up and put above and below line people on this list. And if they show up in anything, anything, you can actually watch it for points, even if it's at a genre. For example, the only permanent wild card is Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell is on, always on the wild card list, no matter what. So, obviously, he's starred in a couple TV shows. So, if you wanted to watch, well, this year, Western would be accepted. So, Briscoe County Jr. would absolutely be accepted this year anyways. But, Burn Notice, definitely not horror, definitely not genre, action, whatever, right? You could watch the entire season of Burn Notice because Bruce Campbell is in it. Now, that doesn't mean... 
You only get the time in watched for that. There's no bonus points. You only get one bonus point. So, like, if there's a circus in an episode, you get the point for that. But that's it. Uh, but you can. So let's just say if you have to put down the horror because life does get in the way, ladies and gentlemen. We oh, do yes. sometimes have life getting in the way. It happens a lot. I've had a baby. Uh, my father died one year while I was doing the madness. I, my life gets in the way a lot, and here I am still standing. Uh, hopefully you don't have to deal with that. Uh, but, you know, either way, life can get in the way, like you have to watch something with a kid. And let's say you're watching The Simpsons and Krusty the Crown murder someone on camera. Hey, I get some points for that. woo So, you know, it, that's how it works. So, so that's a wild card list. And this year... I can tell you I already have a few people on this list. Uh, let's see. The ones that will definitely be in there, once this guy said Bruce Campbell. Tim Curry is held over from last year. Uh, Sid Haig, for obvious reasons. Uh, the Kyoto <laughs> Brothers, hence the Killer Clowns from Outer Space reference. Kyoto Brothers are soft animation artists, and they did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, and then Bill Oberus Jr., who I'll talk about at 10 o'clock. Um, so, um, and there's one more person I want to talk about with you guys that's not to do with horror, but is going to play into the madness this year, possibly. Um, there's one of the reasons why I did clowns was as I heard rumor and it has been verified a few times that a movie that's been buried is going to finally see the light of day. And it's a movie called the day the clown cried. Do you know who, oh, that, yes. who starred in that movie? Yeah, oh, I know the answer. To... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I know. Oh, that's I just read an article about this the other day, Mr. Uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, that's right. Uh, this Whoa. movie was never supposed to see the light of day. Cousin Aaron, who calls in, who, by the way, it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Aaron. We love you and miss you. Happy birthday, Aaron. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he he talks about the day the clown cried a couple of times on the show, and it's a Holocaust movie about a clown that convinces children to walk into the ovens. And Jerry Lewis plays the, is the star of this movie, and it, 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 it supposedly it was like he never released it. Like there were prints made, there were tests made of it, but it never got a release. And uh, supposedly, like there's one or few prints that people own, um, but there's rumor. Because these articles keep popping up, that there may finally be a release of this movie. So if there is a release of this movie, or someone gets to find a advanced copy of Day of the Clown Cried on a screener or something, just we're going to give a special bonus for that here in the Madness. That's why Holocaust films in that film's honor is on the list this year. So. Mm, very interesting. It's weird. The only reason why I really know much about Jerry Lewis other than those telephones that he did was because I live near uh, Steubenville, Ohio, where uh, his tag team partner, Dean Martin, is originally from. So, just a nice little uh, I, nice little fact there. So, um, Well, he is a clown. He is actually oh, yeah. a clown. Jerry Lewis is a clown. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. know, there are clowns that don't wear makeup. And some of them might pop up. I haven't decided yet. Like I said, this is all things that may or may not happen, but I might honor Buster Keaton or Charlie Taplin because those both are clowns. You also have Red Skelton. He was a clown. Uh, I could go, there's a lot of clowns. Technically, Pee Wee Herman's a clown. Uh, you know, there's, there's, 
there's lots of ways to think about clowns. Now, the circus clown is still going to be the priority clown, but I'm probably going to give other clowns a, a single bonus point. Like, they'll be combined. Harlequins, mimes, all that stuff will be in one bonus point. There's ten total with a bunch of elements. If you only hit, you only have to hit one of those elements to get that point. But there's, you know, and you can only get up to three points total. So, it, But remember, points are important. They are just this device to get people. And comp- competition is an American way. And it's friendly, happy competition. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the first the first week, we have a list of 10 secret films. These are films that the judges love that are in theme. That, and whoever hits that film first, uh, when their summary is submitted, whoever submits the first summary that has one of those films on it gets an extra bonus for the first watch. Now, the rest, if anybody else watches it the rest of the episode, rest of the madness, it'll be normal points. But this first watch would be, you know, you get a little extra a little extra points. And there, there's a reason for that. I want people to watch, basically, it pushes everyone towards the same films in the first week, just so people know how to play the game. Once you play the game, <laughs> it gets a lot easier. But as these guys know, that first day, week can be chaos. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Too well, yeah. Last year was actually relatively organized. But, uh, you know, people yeah. like, I've had people submit, like, you know, like, it'll be Saturday is the opening day of Madness, and then someone submit a summary that day. And I'm like, you have the whole week. <laughs> it's the first day. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. So, you know, it happens. You know, yeah. so, um, but, um, now, yeah, uh, you only have to submit four summaries total. So there's four weeks, you put four summaries total. And this is also an unusual year because it's a presidential year. So believe it or not, I actually also give bonus points for watching presidential debates this year. And it sounds like we're going to be well-earned to get those points. Um, oh. might actually be a clown, you know, Donald Trump. I can't say anything more, but I couldn't think that this year's presidential election is more in theme with the madness. So, you know, I actually have a fear fear of clowns. I actually, this year, doing research for this year sucked for me because I kept looking at images of clowns. And at one point I Googled evil clowns and they hit image. And all Mm -hmm. these evil clowns were staring at me from all these different movies. And I'm like, this is not where I want to be right now. It's like anywhere else but looking (laughs) at these things. Oh, my God. Um, that, remi- that reminds me of um, the early 90s when the WWF, WWE had the evil clown doink the clown. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Yes. That was. Remember that. Was, that. Yeah, that, yeah that, that was pretty well, much the low point of the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, but they also had Insane Clown Posse, which were clowns yeah. too. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I mentioned them, and I won't say anything more. Uh, so, uh, so there's been clowns in 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 the real wrestling federation aren't unheard of, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, uh, of course they were kicked out. Over. But that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> now, uh, quick, so, now, quick question for you: um, If you said, yeah. Are you offering uh, are you offering uh, points for uh, outdoor slash seasonal activities again this year? Ah yes, thank you for asking that. That is a question you always ask me, and I always thank you for asking it because I always forget. Yes, I do <laughs> allow 
handicapped for working people that are actually doing seasonal events, I also give points for people attending seasonal events. And I have a list of things that I accept during the madness. Uh, do not accept house parties. That doesn't count. But concerts, museum exhibits, uh, you know, walkthroughs. Uh, this year, the dark ride bonus is held over because of the nature of this year's theme. So if you uh, go on a, a, a circus, evil circus clown uh, walkthrough or, or dark ride, you will get points for that as well. Uh, so I, I love the dark ride bonus. This will be my third year. I've held it over. I love when people attend their seasonal events at their Halloween amusement parks, especially the older ones, traditional ones like Cattywood in Pittsburgh, which Eric Polk can attest to, is an amazing park. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we also have Knobles in Pennsylvania as well, in Elysburg, which I will be going to in a month. Uh, the Sexy Witches are having their first unofficial event. We are meeting up for the Oregon Grinders Rally uh, there and on Father Day's weekend. Mm-hmm. So that'll be mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but they also have an excellent Halloween event there where people dress in costumes and then they arrange times to ride certain rides together. So it's pretty awesome. So uh, I, lo- I love oh, Knobles is a class act. It's just it's amazing. Uh, so back to madness. So, uh, so we have our theme. We have our possible uh, wild cards, our possible bonus points. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else we have talked about outside events? Uh, special bonuses. Um, and then there's also, last but not least, how do you get to be part of the madness? Well, how do you sign up to be part of the madness? Well, uh, two weeks before October 2nd this year, which is approximately the week of September 19th, I'll give an exact date pretty soon, a little closer in, um, I will drop the rules for this year's Madness. The Madness basically is played the same way every year. They watch a film, get points for it. And once again, but every year it gets modified So uh, based on this year's theme. So I drop that on Facebook. This is a Facebook event. You have to be have a Facebook profile to play this game. Go to the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness group page and friend request us. Uh, make sure, be patient because we get a lot of bots coming in and I have to sort through those bots to get to the real people. So please be patient. If for some reason I delete you, please ping me and say, Hey, I'm real. Uh, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you in. And, um, and from that group, we pick the people um, that attend the madness right now. There's about 700 people in the group. Uh, we're probably with, we got about, we got five judges this year and two are one first alternate, which almost always still plays. And then we have t- two alternates, including myself. And uh, so we were going to probably have about 45 people this year play, which is awesome. <laughs> and, um, and, each, uh, and each people will have about seven people to a team. So on that Monday of that week or Tuesday of that week, I drop the rules on Facebook in a note. And all you have to do is comment on it and say, it's madness or I'm in, and it's first come, first serve. I do have some invitational spots. The person who won last year's madness, Diana Price, will get grandfathered in. She gets an automatic slot. And one of our, alter- and our alternates will also play if there's holes in the teams to fill them out. So either they'll take a team, depending on how many people there is, or they'll fill a hole in a team. So there is always going to be a, a, a nice, solid group of people working together. Uh, but remember, even with the group and teams, there can be only one. Now, what do you win? 
nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <clears throat> bragging rights. But as Queenie the LARPer knows, bragging rights is an important thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, so it's a bragging rights thing, but people actually have been doing this every year since its inception, and I have new people every year. Um, Bloggers do it as a test of endurance. I know that, like, like Diana Price is actually, her sister played and came in second, uh, like, the year before. (laughs) So it's a family thing. My my friends play, strangers play, everybody plays. It's actually a lot of fun. (laughs) We have people that don't play, but they still follow the fun and watch. And sometimes we have group watches, and they'll join the group watches. Um, I sometimes give surprise. The two weeks leading up to the madness, you stay close to the page. As I'm working on the rosters and the teams, I'll put up post-trivia and stuff to get you guys warmed up and ready to know what you're looking for, to get your cues ready. That's why I don't, even though I give you the theme now, I don't drop the bonus points till right before the madness starts because I want to make sure everyone has time to get their cues ready because people do. They'll strategically create cues of films. I tend to watch films that I haven't seen. I usually put those at the top of the list. This year, uh, I have a couple of those, but I've seen a lot of, surprisingly, a lot of clown movies. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, my favorite clown movie is actually was my number one film a couple years ago. Um, it was actually of, of that year, even. It's called The Last Circus. It's a Spanish film. And better believe it, that film's going to play a big part of madness this year. But that is not the mascot film. Um, what is a mascot film, ladies and gentlemen? Do you want to take this, Queenie? Um, it's our... Our unofficial mascot. Um, yeah, our unofficial mascot is uh, a film that helps us, you know, get into the feel of what the madness is about. So, uh, what is it this year, Liz? Well, I'm not going to tell you quite yet what it is this year, but like, for example, what was last year's film, which was our theme was Descent into Darkness. So, what was our, yeah. our madness mascot film last year? We had year? Legend, didn't we? One of them was Legend. That's, it was Legend, that's right. It was Legend. Yeah. So, right. And legend, because uh, Tim Curry was darkness, and that was the first time we had a dark fantasy be our mascot film. Uh, uh, yeah, happened really last cool. year. It was it was uh, Jason 3D, which is a perfect slasher movie. And, uh, <laughs> uh, there was a year Bad Baby. What was it for Bad Baby? I think it was It's Alive was the was the mascot film that year. And uh, Grace, which was a brilliant movie. Oh, my God. I got to meet oh. Jordan Ladd and tell her how awesome Grace was. Um, Grace was The year of the – in 2010, there was a big oil spill, and that was the year we did Odious Oozes, and The Son of Blob was our mascot film that year. Uh, Video Nasties did not have a mascot film because we had 92 of them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. – uh, and. 72 of those were specifically on a list. And if you watched all 72, you got a special bonus. And people actually completed all 72. I timed it, thought you could do it in a month. Some people did it in three weeks that year. I was, like, amazed. So, like, they got all all the entire British video nasty list in, in three weeks. And I, and I timed it, and I was like, it's four weeks. And most of them made it in four. But, you know, it was, like, incredible that, you know, people were that dedicated a lot of people that people have like like gotten into marital problems because of the madness. 
Say that again. People have have been in trouble driving and watching films. I don't recommend that, folks. Uh, one of my no, one of the madness contestants was um, going through a breakup and watched nothing but films and lost a bunch of weight, but he actually won that year. <laughs> I don't recommend ruining your health over the madness, but people do actually kind of take their film watching seriously. And once again, it's just, even though we do get kind of crazy about the point system, once again, it's really about the films themselves. We want to talk about the films and it's a way of talking with your fellow peers about films and recommending films. Yes, your judges can recommend films. They're not allowed to tell you what the secret films are, but as soon as they're out, uh, that's what the judges are for. They can say, you know what, I really want to see a film with a clown who shoots somebody in the head with a rose or something, you know, and you go, oh, well, I know that very thing, and you do that, and that's the point. So, uh, um, and our mascot film is actually related uh, related to our next caller, who will call in about approximately 10 minutes, but we're going to hold off just a little bit more. Eric, as a judge, what can you what advice can you tell to anybody that's thinking about joining the madness in October? Uh, the best advice is no, you're not going to you will not win anything. Just come in here, have fun. Uh, don't get hung up on the rules. It's like you've mentioned. In all the time I've known you, it's more the rules are essentially you know the box you know on the box top of a board game, essentially. Yeah, it's so it's the top box of a board game. You only need to reference it when you're having a discussion. Mhm. Exactly. And you know, and if there's any questions, don't hesitate to you know to ask your judge. I mean, we're we're pretty uh, we're pretty knowledgeable we're pretty knowledgeable in uh, the area, and we're more we're more than willing to help you out and give you advice on. A film, because that's that's what I take away from the madness is helping people out and discovering new films. That's my two biggest things from the madness every year. Is that? And Queenie, do you have any additional advice that you would like to give, being that you are a team champion? Um, just have a good time. You know, get to know some of your fellow players, see what they're doing. You know, hey, what kind of movies have you seen yet? Oh, well, I want to see that one too. You know. Um, I've watched a lot of clown movies, so if you ever need me to give you advice on clown movies, I got that covered. Um, I'm more into, like, the carnival aspect, so if you really want weird carnival movies, you can come to me. I'll be more than happy to talk about them with you. Speak out, be nerdy. Just have fun. Just have a lot of fun. It's Halloween. It's our month to be weird and silly and have a good time and creep each other out. So, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, it's not completely true that you don't win anything. I do give to the judges because they do a lot of work and to either the top winner or the top two winners, depending on their points, a poster designed by 8-Bit Frank Browning, who's a graphic designer. Uh, go hire him. Make him some money, guys. He's he's always willing Great. to volunteer his time to make a wonderful poster, and he's been doing it for the last few years. And, uh, and he's working with our poster. The poster's not ready yet. The banner is. The po- 
poster's not ready yet, but it will be soon. And as soon as the poster's done, I will drop it on the group page and you can have a look at it. And the banner will go up tonight after the show is over. So thank you, Frank Browning, for making my beautiful uh, poster as always. And our judges this year, to give everybody's names, was once again Queenie Todd, who's the co-host and she's the head uh, honcho judge this year to help me design the rules. And then the creative team is Dollar Bin Eric Polk. Thank you very much, sir. The son of Sully Lloyd, Nathan Hamilton, who, of course, people know very well. He's been on the show a few times. He's a friend. Thank you, Nathan. Yep. And, and he's usually super busy this time of year. So that he's doing it is really nice of him. Uh, where am I? I lost it. Um, Raven Jasper Hawk out of Portland, Oregon. She's always been a strong contender, always wow. in the top five every Love year. Her. Um, I think she came in third place last year. Uh, she's now mm-hmm. going to go throw her hat in the ring and be a judge. So thank you, Raven. Uh, Chris Qualls, uh, he's going, this is the second year as a judge, uh, third as on the Madness, and he has been wonderful. So uh, we're, well, we're glad to have him back. And then uh, we have to, uh, Newbie, our first alternate. Our first alternate means if we get a certain amount of people, I put up a sixth team, and that would be Shane Fowers. And he is not only I, – I always a little risky, but not only is he a newbie to the madness, he's never played before or been a judge. So, But he's really, really knowledgeable on horror. So I think he'll fit in just fine. So I'm pretty excited to have Shane Sowers be on the show. So thank you very much for being on The Madness. And last but not least, my alternate alternate, this is the one that if I really get stranded, I have another person add on, is Sean Burkay, King of the Loopholes. This is the first (laughs) time he has played all nine years. He started the whole thing in 2007, and he's still with it. And this may be the first time he actually judges. Uh, he usually he like likes to build up his points just doing wild card watches and not watching horror. Or if he does, he watches classics. But usually he watches uh, all sorts of stuff. And well, so this year he might throw his hat in the ring. If not, else, he's still part of the creative team, and I'm really glad that he's with us. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Queenie, and thank you, Eric, for being on the show. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick three-minute break and come right back and bring on our next guest. So, Eric, are you going to stay on for the interview and listen in, or no, are you going to go no, back? Yeah, I got I to gotta bounce. So, Liz, as always, thanks for having me on. Queenie, it was good um, to hang out with you again for a little bit. So, no problem. Before you, too, you go, plug your, plug your book. Okay, and uh, if you're interested, I released a novel back in October called *A Primitive Glow*. It is a uh, it is a late 22nd century uh, detective novel set in set on an astro- terraformed asteroid about in between Earth, Moon, and Mars. If you're a fan of uh, *Dragnet*, if you're a friend, if you're if you're a friend, if you're a fan of movies such as *All the Pres*, such as *All the President's Men*, if you're a fan of Ed McBain's '87 Precinct series, I think you'll like this. All you gotta do is go to uh, Amazon.com and type in my name in the search engine, Eric Polk, a primitive blow, and it's only two ninety nine. Available on ebook on ebook format, Kindle. So uh, take a look at it and enjoy. Well, it's always great to have you on, Eric. And please call in anytime, and we'll definitely be checking in during the madness with oh, you. Oh, for sure. So, so for sure. Uh, we'll, so have a good one, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Good night now. Good night now. So 
That was Eric Dollarman, Eric Pulse. Thank you for coming on the show. We're going to take a small musical break, and I'm not going to tell you what movie this is. Uh, you're going to have to figure it out yourself, ladies and gentlemen. But, yes, it is in theme. So we'll be back in four minutes, and I'll bring on my, new, my next guest. Hold on. Hi, kids. This is the Captain Happy Show starring me, Captain Happy. Let me get out my magic mirror. I see Bobby. I see Susie. I see Billy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was um, Psychotic Symphony, Manic Depresso. Do you know what movie that is from, Queenie? Uh, no, Queenie, I don't. The... No, well, that's because I didn't know either until recently. It is Bad Channels, which was produced by oh, really? Charlie Band during the Empire era. Yeah, so <laughs> evil clowns, ladies and gentlemen. They're everywhere. So speaking of evil clowns, we are talking about the next person that's about to be on is the leading expert of clowns. I'm serious. So let's bring him on. I'm going to give a quick shout out. He is from West Texas town of Odessa, which I know very well. He is a writer and director of war-winning films Circus of the Dead and Dull Boy, which made killings this this last year on the media convention circuit. Um, he is here tonight to talk about Circus of the Dead, which is about to drop soon, along with his favorite scary clowns in film and TV. So please give a huge, sexy, where, which welcome to Bloody Billy Pond. Hello, sir. You're on with the Sexy Witches. How are you doing, sir? How's it going, witches? I could actually call you guys witches if it's okay. Absolutely. Sexy witches, witches. Okay. Yep. We're, we're my, my mom gets mad when I used to call her a witch. Oh, we well, take it as a compliment. I, I, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> right. We are witches. It wouldn't insult us. <laughs> so, okay, good. All right, good. We're, we're good with that. Um, now, like, call me a bruja. I might ask you why, but I would understand where that <laughs> came from. Uh, yeah, some so, of our most real cards, which we use in the movie. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. And I used to, myself, sir, live in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and made frequent trips to Midland and Odessa. So I know your stomping grounds pretty well. So <laughs> it's a very, very lonely, dusty place sometimes, but it's also home. Uh, so how is um, how has Texas been treating you? I saw that you were at Texas Frightmares this week, uh, past weekend, giving and talking. And by the way, thank you for talking to my associate, Troy. He loved talking to you, and he went to your panel. Oh, awesome, Troy. I think I remember him. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. <clears throat> um, I, I, to me, though, Texas, you know, Liz is like, it, it's the best place in the world. And, and I'm from the Dallas area, so Texas Friday weekend's like my home away from home. But uh, 
West Texas, I moved out here in 98 and took a job at a TV station, you know, to learn how to shoot and edit video and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of get me closer to movies. And um, I just fell in love with it out here. And I know it's like the most dangerous city in Texas and all this kind of stuff. But it's like I love it out here because it's kind of like there's just really cool people out here and really sincere people. And, you know, you can – any kind of dream you come up with out here, you can achieve it out here. And I just kind of always love it. You know, I I know someday I'll move off or whatever, but if it wasn't for West Texas and Odessa, you know, I wouldn't be who I am. That's kind of nice to say, because, you know, a lot of people, West Texas has this rep, but it's because most people have Mm -hmm. a frame of reference. They they only know Friday night lights and that's about it. You know, (laughs) they don't really realize I, I, I would say the most beautiful sunsets and sunrises I've ever seen Agreed. are on the totally. southeastern New Mexico, West Texas border. Um, there's some amazing roads out there that stretch literally to nowhere, but nowhere is somewhere out there. There's there's crystal dunes out there of gypsum. I mean, the glass mountains are beautiful. The Guadalupes are amazing. Uh, so there's a lot going for West Texas, and there's a lot of chances to do great stuff and beautiful sleeping vistas. But, sir, that's not what your film about at all, is it? No, yeah, no, it's a romantic comedy. <laughs> it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, you could do you're, well, it's definitely a comedy uh, in its own way. Um, in a way, yeah, so, in a dark way. <laughs> oh, I laughed a lot. Uh, you know, I was telling Queenie earlier, I actually have a, a true honest fear of clowns that happened uh-huh. when I was a kid. I went to Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus. There, in that time period, to give you a frame of reference, the big draw was this guy named Gunter, who was the famous lion tamer at the time. But the sideshow started, and this one clown took a gun and fired it at the other and made the loudest noise, and it was right by my ear, and it rang. And that was it. I hated clowns for, like, <laughs> years. I could could not deal with a clown. Like, no, they shoot guns, they're evil, blah, blah, blah. It, <laughs> it was a fear, a fear I learned to, like, conquer because it was, I knew, irrational. But, you know, it was still, it still gets me. And so when people were telling me about your film, sir, Circus of the Dead, you have to see Circus of the Dead. You have to see, because there was quite a bit of buzz coming out of Indianapolis, Days of the Dead, about your movie. Uh-huh. Um, I was really a little bit nervous about going in, and I went in, and I walked out so happy I saw that film. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I loved your movie. I, I, it was so over the top, but yet... I, we'll get into Bill Ober's performance in a few minutes, but it, it is absolutely one of the silliest, funnest horror rampage movies I've seen in a while. And I see why the festival circus is lugging it, sir. So why don't you talk a little bit about Circus of the Dead and what it's about? Well, I, I've never had much of a fear of clowns, but what, what I did notice, though, is like I do a clown haunted house because I know a lot of other people are scared of them. And then I started thinking, it's like if I was to make a clown movie – you know, what would I do different? Because I always see, I always feel like I watch a lot of movies and see where everybody else goes wrong. So I thought to myself, I was like, you know, can you make a clown movie and do it differently than everybody else has ever done one? Still be funny, but still be serious and, you know, still do it the right way. And that's basically how it come up with. I was talking to my writing partner, uh, Lee Ankrum, and I said, you know, let's do it our way and show that we could take something as cheesy as a clown movie, what people would expect, but actually make a good movie out of it. And, I think we achieved our goal pretty well. 
And it, it is not, uh, there has been some controversy in the sense that a lot of people think the name, it refers to uh, like a zombie movie. And I want to insure oh, yeah, you yeah. right now, you're not a zombie movie at all. No, and I'll tell you why I named it that too. Um, when I was a kid and I, I had all the uh, VHS stores, you know, and rented things. And, you know, you'd always rent that uh, movie that had a really, really cool cover or a really cool title or something. And then you'd get home, and it wasn't totally nothing what you expect, and usually it was pretty bad. But I did it on this because I wanted to fool people just a little bit. I wanted somebody to, when it comes out here in a little bit, they'll they'll rent it, you know, or hopefully purchase it or something, and they'll say, oh, cool, a clown zombie movie. Let's check this out. And I want to catch them by surprise, so that way I get their mind going because I feel like a director is a conductor, like a symphony or something, and I want to play with somebody's mind. All the lulls in the movie – before the excitement is I do all that in purpose, you know, somebody, somebody can, you know, adjust their seat or kind of, you know, I try not to let them think too much and try to keep them into the story. So that was part of it too. I wanted to play with their minds just on the title. Is it true that the first script was 240 pages? Yes. It was our, our original, uh, my rough cut, original rough cut was like two hours and 20 minutes. And the cut that you wow. saw was 145. Yeah. So think about how much has been cut out. You're going to have a lot of extras. <laughs> but some of it's so cheesy, though. I don't know that I'm going to even put some of that out. Uh, uh, I'll put some <laughs> wow. of it out. Um, it's just, you know, it's it was my first feature film, you know, and, and that going into that alone was just terrifying to me. Um, and I was married to everything, you know, because if somebody flew down and did a part, I didn't want to cut them. You know, I didn't feel like I had the right. And, you know, I, I talked to a, uh editor that was a editor for Tarantino, and uh, got some good advice from him, and then that's when I made that big cut. And once I made that big cut, that's when we started winning all the best, fe- you know, best uh, features in the festivals and stuff like that. It was a nice tight cut I saw. I mean, there's not a lot of room there, mm-hmm. so I'm really curious, like, what you actually did cut out. It was really <coughs> interesting to see that at some point. Um, well, the, so, uh, you, like did, you, you did you say past credits? Uh, did I say? Yeah, I say tax credit. I saw all. Yeah, well, the see, that was in the movie. That. Yeah, there was a different ending, a different faux ending on the end of it, and then the faux ending that's on it now was inside the movie. I think I remember. So that was there. There's so, ten minutes. Yeah, there's stuff there. Yeah. I gotta also remember that was like uh, midnight on that Saturday, right? So <laughs> yeah, I was right. Uh, but I want to, you know, you say this is your first feature, and it is. You did another film, which is kind of a prequel that is called Dollboy, which you can't, I think Dollboy, that is available. Yeah. You, yeah, you can find Dollboy. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, you, you, this is your first feature, yet, it, you're, first of all, your reception on the festival circuit, how does it feel like to, to, to hear how well-received? I think your stuff has been the best-received I've heard in a while from some of these horror films. Uh, conventions and it must make you feel pretty good about that. I'm glad. I'm glad that people have. Re- How do you feel about your reception? I, I love it, and it, it makes me feel really good, and it, and it makes me feel like you know I want to keep going and stuff like that. But what the same thing is is <clears throat> I got two things to say about it. Is one is I know I could do a lot better than what I did. So I mean, you haven't seen anything yet. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get better at everything I do right now. Secondly, I would say is that there's such an opportunity in horror movie and especially indie horror movie, but even the mainstream stuff, it's not going to take something great to be considered great anymore. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of really bad stuff out there and, and, you know, it's the bar needs to be raised. 
you know, and that's for everybody, including myself. So I think it's a good opportunity in indie or filmmaking to, you know, put it out there to these festivals, and then you go out there and shake hands and say hi to people and just be a good person. You know, that's what I try to do is just go out and talk to everybody I can and listen to their stories about the movie. You know, it's 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 the best of best thing I can do. I could never dream this would happen. Well, but you know, your film, I think, why it's being well received, at least when I, from my experience, it felt rather fresh. Even though, you know, it's not unheard of. We've seen the home invasion films before and gang movies uh-huh. and things like that. But it it felt kind of, there's an energy to your film very, 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 that doesn't really let up during the movie. It wasn't rolls. Like, once, once Popcorn, like, picks the first card, from that point on, it doesn't stop. Yeah, it's it in your face for the right. entire film. And, and, but, but yet, this is what I found interesting about it, too, is that, it's it's really based on this absolutely casual performance by Bill Overs Jr. as Popcorn. Popcorn is is not necessary, even though he's doing outrageous things. And I mean, your mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. you make him do some outrageous things. We're not even going to talk about how outrageous it is. It's really outrageous. Yet his delivery is so straightforward, kind of like like like. All right, you know, he just kind of leans into you and talks for a while, and then he goes and he does something. Yeah, I'm done now. You know, it, it 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 really kind of like holds the whole thing together. So please tell me how you got Bill Oberis and and you designed Popcorn. Was it a was it a shared relationship? Did you design them together? Is he really from your brain? Is it was he all there on the script? Did, did Oberis add anything in in, in improved anything? I mean. Please, how does this like this this character is becoming rather iconic? You start to see him on stuff in little places here and there, all through the festival circuit. People really have locked uh-huh. on to this character. I, I think. I mean, first off, what could you say about Bill Burr Jr.? I mean, the dude is he's incredible. You know, the the fact that he's you know I, I really think that he you know he'll get an Oscar or something someday. I really 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 do. Um, when he come in, you know. It's we were talking and stuff, and he was asking, you know, me and Lee, the co-writer, uh, kind of about Papa Corn and stuff. And we we just we told him that it wasn't the usual clown. It's like the only time he acts like a clown is if the public's around and he's at the circus. When he's himself, he just happens to be a screwed up person whose day job happens to be a clown, and that's his thing. So I mean, you know, he took that and ran with it, and that was the whole way. Is we we never wanted him to be like funny ha ha. You know, we wanted him to be just a messed up, deranged person. Um, and where he come from, he come from me and Lee is because we kind of feel like, um, you know, we see like guys. It's you know his his the opposite was Paris Randall who played Donald who did an awesome job too. He he was uh, the opposite of what Popcorn was. Popcorn is like every man without a conscience. You see what I'm saying? And and to me, mm-hmm. the villain was was Donald in the movie because he's not being honest with himself. He's not happy in life, and he just goes on with these things. It's, it's to me, popcorn is freedom, and and just it, it, this is what we should be. Now we shouldn't be doing the things he's doing, but it's like what I wanted to to show people is like there's something out there more than just being, you know, fake and phony all the time. You know, and we believe in this or believe in that or believe in this. It's, you know, there's it could be a billion different things. We should just kind of just do what we want to kind of do to make us happy because we don't know how long we're going to be here. 
first of all, I want to say something about Paris Randall. Uh, I actually like was associated with him before the movie, and I didn't know he was actually in it until I walked into your screening room. So I was really excited oh. to tell him I saw his film, and he was really excited that someone saw it. <laughs> I was like so excited. So congratulations, Paris Randall. Thank you for hiring him. That was awesome. Uh, but Paris you know, was a good um, guy too. And if you watch his movies before, he's never done anything like this. And when when I had this, we were talking about a movie. I was. I was wanting to play somebody else, and he says, well, I like this part here. And I go, Parrish, I said, you're a bad guy, man. I said, you're a bad guy. He goes, no, I can do this stuff, too. And I go, well, you know what? Do it. And he did a read. He, he never plays. crying and stuff and made me feel bad. He never plays weak characters. He usually gets typecast as kind of not the heavy but the strong, silent type a lot mm-hmm. in movies mm-hmm. and stuff. So, so this is definitely a departure where he's this quiet, reserved family man that's in total denial about everything. Uh, you know, um, right? Yeah, he's delusional. Yeah, <laughs> completely. I was yelling at him the whole time, going, "Why? Come on, dude, listen to what he's saying." No, that's not yeah. what he's saying. He's saying that. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. There is one moment in the script that I think really cemented why I like the movie, and it was a moment um, where they're holed up in a liquor store and. Uh, Popcorn's uh-huh. talking to this girl behind the thing, and she has a rose tattoo. At this point, we've been following this whole plot device that he has with these cards, and he gets to right. her and the rose, and she turns around and shows her tattoo, and and he says, and he just, this is why the script is great. He he echoes exactly what every audience member was thinking. That is not very good for you, my dear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not a good thing. You know, and so we're like, no, you know, because everybody's heart throat when she turned around, you know. So I, I, I would say that was probably my favorite moment in the whole film. And and so can you talk about that? That scene is pretty intense. It's probably the most intense scene in your film. Like, so, like some of the murders are done for laughs. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. but that one really isn't. That whole sequence is actually rather disturbing. No, there is one big, huge guffaw, which we're not going to talk about. But I <laughs> yeah, no, great I'll makeup. To to watch that one. Yeah, no, you have to watch to see that, but fantastic makeup job. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> so, uh, but please, uh, you know, so, like I said, like, like that, that was the deliver was it the delivery? Was that in the script? I mean, where did that come from? Because it is like probably like it's a small moment, but it's a very chilling moment, and it was really brilliant. So, um, how do you well, how do you was, direct? Uh, it, it it was all scripted, um, but you know, like I said, I mean, you got Bill Oberst Jr. and then you had uh, Tiffany Fast on the other end, and uh, they're both great to work with and stuff like that. I mean. You know, her and even Chanel Ryan and stuff, they're coming into a serial rapist clown situation. It's like I've had a lot of actresses turn me down because they didn't want to be a part of the movie, believe it or not. And uh, they thought it was going to be some kind of gore fest or whatever. But, you know, it just kind of shows you the uh, bravery that Tiffany and Chanel had. And and Tiffany and Bill in that scene was just really, really awesome. Um, And his delivery was just completely flawless on there. But you could feel it when we were watching it through the monitors. Um, now, what was really hard on my part was we only had access to that business from, I think it was like midnight till 4, 4.30 in the morning, and we had to get our stuff done. And, and so that's the only time we could film, and we had to stay up all night and do that and stuff like that. And, you know, there was a couple nights we cut it close, and especially when we started squirting blood everywhere, we had to clean up everything. Um, <laughs> but that's where it was really hard is I had to, I had to keep it real but yet kind of speed up everybody a little bit. 
But, you know, heck, I had the best crew and everything in the world. And I'll tell you a funny scene, too, is Bill was wearing a, a gun in his holster, and when he jumped up on top of uh, Tiffany, the gun hit her in the tooth. <laughs> you know, and I, was, I, was, I almost wanted to call cut. You know, I started biting my hand. And, uh, but luckily she was okay, and we didn't knock her tooth out or nothing. So <laughs> I was happy with that. That's good to know, but accidents happen on set, especially horror films. <laughs> you know, everyone yeah. gets booped and scraped and busted. The only thing I have to ask you, sir, and it made me laugh, it's like I know where Odessa is. you got Odessa in Midland, uh-huh. and, yes, they're, they're known for their crime, but they're not very big cities, like, they're, you know, in relative right. terms. The reason why they win is because of the literally the only thing around for miles that's worth going to. Uh, El Paso is not worth going to, and it's six hours to Albuquerque from there. It's a long way. So, right, you know, right. if, if an insane clown posse like these guys came into town and started causing the havoc they did, wouldn't somebody at least notice? I mean, I was, like, yelling at people the whole time, turn around, turn around. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, well, that's, that's I the always, secret, though. That's like whenever you're making a movie, right? Now, if you're going to make a horror movie someday, is you're going to have to, like, take it, take it in the rear and know that you're going to have to put something in there that's got a little bit of holes in it. But the smaller your hole, <laughs> the better you're doing because every horror movie has to have some kind of little loophole. And, yeah, you're right. Uh, our way of hiding it was that they would always – I try to show them take the evidence of whatever and things going on, and they just had a lot of good luck. But could that happen in the real world? I don't know. I mean, they might have got away with it one night or two nights, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, for a long time if they would or not. Well, I mean, and, and you do you do wrap it up nicely that, you know, and, and it does tie with a bow at the end, you know, a bloody, terrible, like, circus bow. But it was a bow to the list, and it's it such a fun film, sir, and I really appreciate that. I, you came on the show to talk about it and Doll Boy. And I also wanted to talk a little bit about, did you listen to any of the first hour by any chance? No, I was uh, eating dinner, actually. I'm sorry. Uh, I okay. forgot. I didn't even realize it, it was on that. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, usually on the past podcast I've been, I've been the only guest, and I didn't even sink into my head. Like, oh, shoot, she's got a regular show going before me. I didn't even notice that. So you're like multitasking oh, yeah. more so than everybody else. It's- Oh, I'm always multitasking. That's just kind of how it works yeah. for me. But, uh, but um, so we talked about my own contest this year, and it's the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. Okay. And it's a film-watching competition, a bunch of volunteers. I've told you about it before. Uh, you know, a group of people on Facebook, we get together, and we do it on a point system. Every year we have an unofficial mascot film, a film that represents what we want this year's theme to be. And this year's theme, uh-huh. our title is called Circus of Colophobes, and and uh, I wanted to say, first of all, thank you for this, because you are the first person that said, yeah, uh, we've never had a first-run film be our unofficial mascot before. Uh, oh, yeah. It's always oh, a classic yeah. or an earlier film, and your film, Sir, Circus of the Dead and Papa Corn, who was the inspiration. I was actually going a different theme this year. I was heading towards horror culture and evil plants this year. Uh-huh. And after seeing your movie and learning about a couple of, like, the It remake that's being shot and a few other things happening, I decided to change it to Evil Clowns this year. So, first of all, you are an inspiration. And second of all, thank you. Thank you for letting us have access to this movie, uh, at least to watch it at the film festivals. And thank you, thank you. I, I, I am well, so thank, honored. Well, thank you for you just even yes. spreading the word and saying you like it because I know uh... – 
a lot of people are going to see it when it comes out, and they're going to say, what the hell is she talking about? She must be on drugs. No, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> sexy, witches. sexy witches are always, you know, we're always on something, right? I think when this comes out, though, I think maybe we'll have a cult hit on our hands. You know, I, I keep hearing that from a lot of other people, and it's not me saying it. I've heard it from hundreds of people, but let's hope they're right. And our distribution is so close, too, so I, th- I think we'll see it everywhere in about three months. So is it about three months till it drops? Uh, I know, think so too. Uh, yeah, and once it does, I'll post the dates and all that. Everybody will know because I'm pretty good about promoting. So <laughs> I'll make sure I get it out there once or twice. And, and ladies and gentlemen, you can actually request films on Netflix if you want to see a movie that has really? but isn't on Netflix. There is a way to go into Netflix and make recommendations. I have successfully done this twice. Uh, so. Uh, uh, so people, you know, maybe we should start a, a whisper campaign to get we, to the stream on Netflix. Campaign. I, I think that. so. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, I think so. And that was a great way to see your film is to get you on streaming somehow. But, you know, uh, Netflix, uh, Netflix. Uh, the first film we did this was with my friend Molly C., who lives out in California, my celestial. She had a really, really, really terrible film called Pocahontas. I even think Queenie might have seen Pocahontas. It's like killer Pocahontas slasher lesbian film. And it is what it is. But we, but we actually... We actually promote, got like a bunch of us wrote in. Enough of us wrote in and had a very small release on DVD through Netflix, and we could actually get the movie and watch it. So uh, it, it does happen. Uh, well, you know, so we, maybe we should start. Let's spread the word and get Circus to the Dead so it can get distribution. We want to see this movie, we want it to be free of the. Uh, 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 festival circuit break free because the problem with the cult <laughs> film, as Bruce Campbell says, uh, a group, a, a, a mainstream film is a, where one person sees a film. Well, no, how does, what did he say? He said, when a thousand people see a film once, it's a hit. When one person sees a film a thousand times, it's a cult hit. <laughs> so, That's great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Bruce Campbell, he's the man. You know, I'm paraphrasing him, but man, that's yeah. what he said. So uh, so now that Circus of the Dead is wrapped and done, I'm assuming you're looking at the next bar. You said that you were reaching for it. So are you working on your next film? Do you have pre-production coming up? Um, no pre-production yet. Uh, I've just been writing a bunch of stories and scripts, me and Lee, and uh, we're just trying to decide what we're going to do next. I mean, there's a really good script for Circus of the Dead, too, that we're kind of ready to do, but I might want to go after to try to get theatrical on the next one on my next movie, so I might just go a different route just to try to get theatrical and come up with something totally new and that somebody hasn't seen yet. So I don't know. It's kind of whatever's going to be talking to my heart at that given time uh, when I need to decide, and we won't decide until we actually sell Circus, which is coming up any day. I know. We, I know it's been close. I, I know you've been seeing that light at the end of the tunnel for a while, so I know it's almost there. We'll get you, you'll get there before you know it. I know you will. Um, do you have um, – I was gonna say, is there any chance to see Circus of the Dead in the near future? Um, in, in the theaters or just in general? Yeah, like it does it have a screening, like a festival screening coming up or anything oh, like that? No. Uh, I, I think uh, we have a uh, a friend, uh, Marilyn Benefield, down here in Odessa, who helps helps me with my movies and stuff, and she's just been diagnosed with cancer, and they're not oh, giving her very long, but yeah, but we're gonna do a, a big private blowout with Circus of the Dead, I think, out at my haunted house on the acre of land I have. 
and we're going to screen that in another short that we did that nobody knows about and, you know, charge everybody to get in so we can give all the proceeds to her. So I think the only screening that I know of coming up is probably going to be here in Odessa. Oh, well, that's good to know. And, sir, and this is absolutely serious. My husband and I have been thinking about flying back out to visit people in New Mexico. And if we're in Carlsbad, I might come by and say hi. So, you should you know, do that. two I'll, hours I'll out there, two hours out there is, out? Is, is a day trip. Huh, yeah, it, we, it's I dinner hope on so. me. Okay, both of y'all. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well. I, I, you know, you should come out to the cave. Have you ever gone to the caves out there? I worked there. Oh I yeah, I worked for the caverns there. Uh, I, I used to lead the tours there, so it was one of my best jobs I ever had. That's why I have a very fond affection for West. West so you have? Texas. Do you have a good uh, connection there? I have some people I know there. Yes, I do. It'd be a good place a to couple. film. Hint, wink, wink. Uh, well, filming is, is different. Actually, there's lots of ways to film on on uh-huh. national park land that costs nothing. So, uh, you know, uh, we could talk about that and how um, there's always an office in every park, especially one that big. Now, in the cave, gotcha. that's another story. Surface, uh-huh. desert, you, you can actually shoot there with, like, little to no permits. Like, it's amazing. Like, the park service awesome. is so open to that. It's ridiculous. You can actually shoot here in D.C. on the national D.C. grounds without a permit. Uh, oh. So it's actually kind of amazing. So uh, the park service is very open. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and the permits can be really, really low, even for the caves and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, we can talk about that in the future if you want to. You should go – everyone should go visit Carlsbad Caverns every way once in their life. It is oh, really cool. a bucket like, yeah, type of place. Neat, yeah, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I could, I can't, uh, like, if you want an easy cave for people that are in their 90s to the hard cave for your kids, 12 to 16, they have all of it there. It, it is mm-hmm. really, really a great place. And, and thank you, sir, for coming on the show. And um, I know that you've been doing a lot of podcasts. Do you have another appearance coming up that we should look for? I don't know. And I'm sorry, I'm not prepared. <laughs> I usually know a day or two before. When my alarm goes off on my phone. <laughs> That's uh, how I know that feeling. Oh my god, I have so many alarms on my phone right now because I'm getting ready for this show. I have Austin Con coming up, so I'm getting ready for that show. And so I'm like, all these alarms. You need to write here. You need to call here. You need to do. This. Uh, so, uh, I, uh, I it saves my life. It, Dude, we can't afford. We're, we're, neither one of us are to the point that we can hire really, really good assistants yet. And and Miranda Priestley, that <laughs> no, someday we'll be able to Miranda Priestley our in yes. but not yet. So, <laughs> so anyway, thank you, sir, for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. And please, uh, folks, keep an eye and ear close to the ground to see when Circus of the Dead comes out on DVD, and please look at Dollboy, which I believe you can see Dollboy online now. Is that right? Yes, on YouTube. Yeah, Dollboy's on YouTube. It's available, so I'll post it on the Sexy Witches page so you can watch Dollboy, and um, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure to speak with you, sir. Yes, thank Thank you you so much, and we'll talk to you soon again. Thanks. I appreciate it, guys. Absolutely, and call in when you de- hit distribution. We'll definitely let everyone know. I Hell promise yeah. I will. So that is awesome. Thank you, sir. And you're going to have to hang up because I can't for some reason. All right, <laughs> I'm out of here. Thanks, guys. 
Much Bye. love. Thank you, sir. So, ah, I can't hang up. It can't hang up. I love the black dog. <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't drop me this time though. So that was Bloody Billy Pond from Odessa, Maryland, and his first feature, Circus of the Dead, which is not a zombie film, but a fun, fun rampage film with Bill Oberst Jr., who is a wild card <laughs> in the madness this year, and the unofficial mascot of the madness. And so uh, before we get into Crypticon Seattle, I am going to make one final madness announcement, and it's a side contest. I'm not going to tell you. There may be an actual prize for it, but we always do a side contest throughout the year, building up to the madness right before rule drop. And this year, it was the idea of the judges, and I thought it was a good one. We are going to do a clown contest. So from Ooh. now until the uh, about the, the, the second to last week in September, which is about the 19th, uh, you can submit a selfie <laughs> to myself or to Queenie Todd as you as a, a circus clown of some kind. Uh, it can be practical makeup it can be artistic rendering but it has to be a selfie of you just be creative and come up with anything you want and the winner will get a poster for sure i'll give a poster to that winner and there might be a couple other little swags coming up your way so uh so that's the final announcement to the madness so yeah you have a, you have six months to get yourself all dolled up with a gary clown so and Queenie that's and I get fun. to judge them, which will be the best part. Yeah. So we get to, so that's going to be Queenie and I's job until um, the actual matter starts. So, um, so we're going to go right in. Uh, send in the clowns and send in the community send in the clowns. Yeah, that's right. Here we go. And the bag isn't that heavy, but there's a really important thing in it tonight. All right, Queenie. Yeah. First things first, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about actual press passes. We actually have our third press gig, and this time you get to go, ma'am. We talked about this about a couple months ago, but uh, Crypticon Seattle was very generous and graced us with a press pass. And now that you live in Seattle, it's even cooler that you're there. So please, yeah, you've been looking at. So what are you going to do there? What would you like to do? Tell us what Crypticon is about this year. Well, there's a lot of like um, stuff going on. Um, we have like the, the celebrities that they have is amazing. The lineup that they have, it's just so eclectic and weird and I just love it. Like, I'm excited to see Tony Todd. I don't know about anyone else. <laughs> All I can speak for is myself. And it's going to be amazing to talk to him because I've loved him since I was a teenager. <laughs> Saw Candyman. So, so stoked for that. Um, Lance Heck. Uh, how's his last name pronounced again? Lance Hendrickson? Is that it? Lance Hendrickson, yes. Yeah, Hendrickson. from like Millennium and all that. Like, oh, that guy's going to be there. That's awesome. Peach is Christ. And he's a near dark also. That's oh, true. Yep. Elvi- El- Elvira is going to be there on Saturday. Oh, well, I was saving that for, for the- oh. 
well, you also have, I noticed that this year is pretty heavy on the makeup uh, events. There's lots of yeah. makeup things going on. I noticed there's a body paint contest, a makeup contest, and a costume contest. I there's thought there was also a contest. contest but no. for Elvira. Uh, so... Oh yeah, that's right. The Elvira fan tattoo contest, mm-hmm. or a fan mm-hmm. fan, or dress alike, dress alike, right? They dress up yeah. better. That, that, you gotta go to that for me. I absolutely have to take pictures. <laughs> I have to see okay. what that looks like. So, um, I think I can. You know, I think you can too. Um, it's pretty the fun because actually, be awesome too. Did you hear about the photo op? Did the photo. have a red couch? Oh, you get the red couch? Nice. Yeah. I didn't get a red you couch. You get her on the red couch. That's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, the Peaches Christ is going to be there. Like, I've never had a chance to meet her at a con, so this is going to be really exciting. Um, that'll be cool to talk to her. Um, Luchador Productions is going to be there. I've been following them for a while. I think that, you know, they do amazing stuff. I've seen some other short films. So it'll be cool to talk to them and nerd out about film. Um, they should invite them on the show if you're if you nerd out with them. That's definitely the kind of people we yeah, want on the show. Not. So, oh, yep, you're pressed. You are pressed. <laughs> Remember, this is work. It's kind of weird to be I have you have to remind you that this is work. Yeah, it, it's fun work. It's awesome work, but it is work. Oh yeah. <laughs> so okay. uh, I oh I know uh, twist our arm. You know if work was like this, <laughs> but. Uh, there's so much going on. I mean, it, it, it's, there's also Paracon, which is like an anime offshoot happening simultaneously. Uh, you know, oh, um, there's there's a costume contest and a cosplay contest. So there's people that are, like, just doing costumes, and then there's going to be people doing fictional character cosplay as a contest, too. So, so there are actually two. Yeah. Um, let's, like, there's so much shit happening. There's a, there's a fashion show. Which I yep. Beyond Reality Costumers Guild fashion show. So I, I, that sounds a lot of fun. <coughs> and there's a magician called the Magic of Master of Pain, Geek Magic. Oh, we love geeks. So, you know, <laughs> there's Geek Magic, and then he does a show on Sunday called Dark Magic. So, yeah, two different shows. So, hit one of them probably. There's a burlesque show. Cleaning. Yes, there is. Heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Heavy metal burlesque. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Not gonna oh, lie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, and creepy pasta is gonna have a represent is gonna yep. be represented there. So that's yep. awesome. Uh, so I'm looking forward to some of the panels. They look like they're gonna be interesting too. I was skimming the there's panels. There's also something called horror cake lab. Like you know, yeah. I, I guess they're gonna learn how to. Cake, cake, like like evil prom night cakes. It looks Maybe. like. I'm gonna check it out. Everything. I'll let you I mean, know. Place, <laughs> I mean, there's so much to do. Much I think you're gonna like three days. So uh, my recommendation, as from one press okay. person to another, is even if you don't feel like getting up on Sunday morning and doing a vendor floor walk, I recommend doing a vendor floor walk because usually that's the best time to talk to people that you want to talk to and flip cards to the ones that you've met over the weekend. Uh, Cause sometimes on a Saturday while your guys are having beers, not the good time to give a card because they might lose it. <laughs> you yeah. know? 
even if they don't mean to, you know, there's Mm -hmm. time, but there's a natural vibe to when it has to hand out the press card and when out not to, but, um, you could, uh, if you see uh, Miss Peterson, you could mention mm-hmm. that you're the other, one of the other sexy witches, and then she'll met two sexy witches this year. How awesome Ooh, is that? That would be quite nice. I, I, yeah, because I met her, and you could say, look, here, I'm the other part of sexy witches, you know. So I did slip Elvira yeah. a card, but I told her it wasn't really to get her on the show, because it's Elvira. There's no way she'd come on my show, I don't think. Uh, but it was really just to show that, like, you know, I am the head hauntress and, and, and I, like, emulated her most of my life. And one of the reasons why I am a horror host is because of Elvira. <laughs> so uh, that was, you know. So anything else you want to talk about? Like, what are you going to go as? Are you cosplaying? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I People have asked me, actually. They're like, you're going to wear a costume, right? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, what am I going to wear? Fuck. <laughs> so I'm not time to make anything new. Like, I have the Billy costume, but everyone's seen me in that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I could do yeah, it but again. the Billy costume is really good. And you and you didn't wear it at a horror convention, right? You only wore it at Gen Con, right? Did. No, I wore it at yeah, Crypticon. So- Oh, you did, did wear it to Crypticon. Oh, oh, okay. So maybe mm-hmm. hmm, new one. I decided for Scared That Cares I am going to cosplay one day, probably this Saturday, and I'm going to awesome. go as Herbert West. So I, mm. I already decided that. I, I want to enter the contest with a $13 costume just nice. to show that cosplay <laughs> doesn't have to have yeah. a budget, you know? <laughs> You, anybody you can cause as a matter of fact I love when they do cosplay on a budget like classes and there's going to be a bunch of those at awesome con this year I might attend a couple of them so uh, uh, totally we'll talk cool. about awesome con next week next show though in two weeks but, um, so Crypticon thank you for having Queenie as my press so we yes. really really so appreciate excited. it <laughs> so excited Queenie makes Make sure that I send you the email confirmation so you have it yeah. <laughs> when you're there. So here it is. I will forward you your email. So I need your email address. Um, so just just have fun. I'm so I was so excited when I got the yes from them because that means I've been able to make sure that all three sexy witches have been able to go to an event and cover it for the show, and it, it just makes me. Oh, it brings a tear to my eye. It makes me all mushy. So, oh, we're big with you now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just gave us an, a shout out and said we had the best musical break ever. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> that was very nice of them. Uh, so, that was Erin. Once again, happy birthday, Erin. Uh, so, happy birthday, uh, with, happy birthday sweetie. Um, let's go ahead and put back on. We'll play some more Manic Depresso and we'll put it on low. Uh, so let's continue with some more community calendar stuff here. And uh, first of all, I wanted to say there was two big announcements this afternoon. One concerns okay. Kevin Bacon. The other one concerns Tom Hiddleston. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is on the short, short list to be James Bond. And beaten out a bunch of people. And Kevin Bacon has confirmed there's going to be a 10-episode series of Tremors, and he's going to star in it. So that's kind of big news in 
Yeah, big news in genre. I love I love, I love Tremors. I love Kevin Bacon, actually. I'm a little mixed on the Tom Hiddleston, James Bond thing. I think he'll be fine as James Bond. Do I want Tim Tom Hiddleston to play Bond? I hope it doesn't hinder him from playing other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I really, really loved Tom Hiddleston. High Rise is only playing in, in E Street Cinema, all in downtown D.C. right now, which is the Ben Wheatley movie he stars in, and I can't get to see it yet. It's like friggin' bothering me, but I might have to trek all the way to D.C. just to go see that movie. So, uh, we'll have to see. Um, the other thing that was announced today, and this is cool, starting tomorrow, it was a sudden announcement, I didn't know this was happening, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the John Hughes movie, uh, it's the 30th anniversary, and there have, it's being re-released in the theaters. Cool. Yeah, well, so I usually say the I, I, I usually save my theatrical picks towards the end, but I wanted to make sure that that one was shouted out first because I thought that was pretty cool. I always really, really love that movie because it shows Chicago. Chica- Chicago is really its own character in that movie. Like it, and, yeah. and the Art Institute is, is really as beautiful as that movie shows it. The Art Institute of Chicago is probably my favorite museum in the United States, and that's saying a lot. There's a lot of great museums here in D.C., but there's something about that art museum when you walk through it, your heart just races for the quality of the stuff you're looking at. It, it is an incredible place. So, and Rene Marguerite, which is my favorite Belgian artist, he has a, one of my favorite paintings of all time is in that museum. So please, please go, go watch Ferris Bueller's Village Off uh, in the theaters. So, uh, we have a small list, Queenie, of conventions, very small. I've only show, I'm only featuring one convention, this a media convention this week, and, and that is um, next 27th, so next weekend. Here in, D, in okay. Maryland, it's Balticon, and Balticon okay. is the Maryland Regional Science Fiction Convention sponsored by the Baltimore Science Fiction Society. Uh, this year's headliner is George R.R. R. Martin, which I was going to tell you go, but I've decided to give this one up and not go meet George R. R. Martin. Uh, but it would be really cool. But he is the headliner. And, folks, there's still a chance if you wanted to pay out the money. I'm not saying it's cheap, but they're having a special fundraiser for the, for, for the Science Fiction Society. It's the Feast of Ice and Fire Dinner. Um, you can pay a fee, and then companions will be seated for an exclusive dinner with George R. R. Martin on Thursday, May 26th. There will be seating for 35 dinner companions on the main dining floor. Each of the main dining floor will have one seat reserved for George R. R. Martin, who will be seated at different tables for each of the courses. So he will get to meet, you will have an audience interaction with George R. R. Martin at dinner. Uh, the good news is there's still tickets available. Bad news is if you wanted head of the table, you should have probably already paid for it because the main table is already full, but that's not a very big surprise. So, uh, but it, all the money goes directly into a nonprofit uh, society and in support science fiction. So what can you say about that? Support science fiction. So um, <clears throat> Balticon is very much, it's book heavy. It's, it's our heaviest one that way. Most of the conventions around here are more comic book or, or anime, but this one is a little bit heavier, is more book centric. Which makes sense. George R. Martin has been on a tour reading excerpts from the new book, uh, Winds of Winter. So, uh, so May 27th, Balticlan, and 26th for his, uh, his uh, meal. So uh, on the 21st, 
actually Orlando, a farmer, uh, which is the leading, leading uh, fan, like, like website and magazine for people that go tour Orlando uh, amusement parks. They're having their own special Harry Potter Diagon Alley meet on the 21st. And basically what it means is you get the wizard world of Harry Potter to yourself <laughs> in the evening and it includes dinner, unlimited drinks, a private viewing of the Universal Cinematic Experience Spectacular show. And so it's all included on that. And you get to take Hogwarts back and forth between that and Forbidden Journey. Uh, I don't think Forbidden Journey is actually on, but Green Gots will be. So there will be rides available. So, uh, so if you have the money and they live in Orlando, you can go to the fan event, uh, the, the Harry Potter meet. So that's the big fan event. Uh, a little closer to home and the 27th. This one's awesome, Queenie. Listen to this, okay? Okay. Make Shawnee abandon a music park overnight ghost hunt. Everything Ooh. about that sentence is sexy. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> Lake Shawnee is 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 a is a, uh, is, a is a it was originally closed <laughs> off. It was a closed down uh, music park, and there's actually a rumor that it it was cursed land. And pre-Columbian Indian Village burial site was there with 3,000 bodies. And so um, there was a confirmation wow. of 13 bodies. So there was actually bodies in the, in the ground here. So uh, what you're going to do, you pay a ticket, and then you can stay one night or you can stay all three nights, and you can camp out. There's plenty of rooms. So you're camping in an old abandoned amusement park, walking around with EMP meters looking for orbs, basically. So what can go wrong? That like that just sounds so much fun. You know what could go wrong, could right? Go wrong. So what could go wrong? So uh, I, I, so that's a big pick for me. Lake Shawnee Abandoned Amusement Park go overnight ghost hunt. So uh, uh, that sounds like pretty you. cool. Uh, mm. We have some film film screenings coming up uh, on the twentieth. We have not one but two sexy witch screenings happening in the United States. One on the East Coast and one on the West Coast. The one on the East Coast is fri- this Friday, the 20th, and it's at the Colonial Theater, one of our favorite places here in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, where the Blob Fest happens every year. They're showing the craft. So it's a nice, beautiful print, So, and a lot of people are really excited. So uh, we always, the Sexy Witch film, we're always going to talk about it here on Sexy Witches. Uh, but if you want to get really into a deep dive, in Los Angeles at the Cine Family, um, they're doing a retrospective starting this Friday called All Them Witches, Witches and Witchcraft in Cinema. And I'm not going to go into every movie. It starts now and then goes through July 1st, and there's a lot of films. Uh, they're that showing Inferno by Arjo Agento and all this other stuff. Uh, the only film I didn't see on the list that seemed to be missing was The Wicker Man. Other than that, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a very complete list. And the jewel of this lineup is on June 14th. And I'll remind people again when we get closer to it. Um, they are going to show the UK cut of The Devils, which is, uh, uh, you know, Oliver <laughs> Reed, um, a film that is really hard to get in its entirety here. It was banned. It's still not released in the United States. <clears throat> Never been released, ladies and gentlemen. It's one of those kind of movies. The Devils is a hard film to sit through. Really, really good. And so if you're in Los Angeles, June 14th, they're doing the UK cut of The Devils. Um, this whole thing starts, though, this weekend with the Sandra Bullock movie, Practical Magic. And they're having a 90s dress-up party. Aw. So, <laughs> so 
know, that that sounds really fun. And so I, I thought that was really cool. Um, close I to home on May 20th. Oh, man, I would. I, maybe Aaron could go see this stuff. There's so much happening in Aaron's Ooh. area. No wonder he's always busy. So, um, yeah, uh, May 20th, we got a film festival close to my house uh, in Baltimore here. Uh, Baltimore Underground Motion Picture Film Festival, a.k.a. The Bump, which I think Bump Fest is a great name for a film fest. I think that is an awesome name. Uh, Bump Fest is going to be all independent films from the Baltimore area. As you know, this is a very hotbed for horror films and, and underground movies. Uh, Call Girl Cthulhu, which did really well on the festival circuit last year, is from this area. Uh, two uh, associates are showing films at this uh, Gentleman I've met before named Kevin Perkins. He used to work for Allied Advertising, and he's he's a really good advertising agent. Uh, he did a film called My Boring Zombie Apocalypse, and he's playing his film there. And um, then there's going to be the world premiere of Camp Killer, directed by Sean Jones. And this is his follow-up to Chainsaw Sally. And I don't know if you remember, ago, a year ago, I had that film as a crowdfunding choice on our community yes, calendar. Don't film is out so if you want to go see some and there's a bunch of uh, films and shorts on this lineup so if you want to go see go to the senator theater in baltimore and go to bump fest uh it's uh it's a support your local horror films it's always important to do and the senator theater which goes through up and downs because sometimes they threaten to close it sometimes they can't afford to close you know it just the center of the theater, we want to keep it around. So let's let's support the center of the theater as well. So, uh, and on the May 28th, a little bit farther out in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, uh, we have the Severed 2016 Film Festival at the Sherman Theater. Um, it's actually really awesome. First of all, if you want to know more information, JK of Horn Happens Radio Show who has a live streaming show on Tuesdays right before Sexy Witches. He's actually sponsoring the show, uh, part of the show. Uh, it sounds really cool. There's going to be there's four feature films. But there's a short films competition, a huge VHS swap meet, and uh, there's also all sorts of like games and shenanigans going on. And as you know, there's two types of festivals. There's the there's the serious festivals, and then there's the shenanigans that happens during the festivals. And this one's going to be heavy on the shenanigans. So <laughs> if you want to go have a good time, go to Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, and go see The Severed 2016. Uh, so that's it for all of our film events. We only have a couple of theatrical ones I wanted to point out. There's a lot of good movies coming out in the next few months because we are in the summer season. But this weekend, the one that matters is The Good Guys, Directed by Shane Black and starring Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Uh, I know that I was hoping Aaron Marie and Aaron was on the show tonight to talk about this because um, Iron Man 3 is kind of a controversial subject among the sexy witches. A couple of us actually really like that film and a couple of us really don't like that film. I'm in the like that film. I actually liked it quite a bit. Uh, I, I love Shane Black movies. Uh, Queenie, have you yet to see Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Uh, yeah, I still have to see that. Yeah, That's on it's, my just, list. it's like Val Kilmer in one of his best performances ever. Uh, it's really, and then of course it's got Robert, Robert Downey Jr. in it. Uh, and, you know, and you can't go wrong with Robert Downey Jr. Especially <laughs> so, uh, 
And I, I would assume that he'll pop up some point in The Good Guys because, you know, it's Shane Black movie. So go see The Good Guys, which uh, is directed by Shane Black. And um, on the 27th uh, is X-Men Apocalypse, which as a rule, I always recommend X-Men movies because X-Men is my favorite Marvel property. But I've been getting mixed reviews from people about this one. So I don't know if it's any good or not. It can't be any worse than any of the other uh, comic book movies, uh, you know, that have come out this year so far. <laughs> I, 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 at least one in particular it can't be worse than. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it, it, it's still got, it's got uh, the girl that plays Sansa in Game of Thrones playing Jean Grey, and I think she's an excellent choice for young Jean Grey. And I actually like all the earlier flashback stuff um, that the X-Men have been doing. So um, maybe someday that they'll cross over to the Marvel Universe. Uh, but for now, we get this movie. So uh, I, I assume, Queenie, you're going to go see it anyways, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I gotta so, see. So um, it's apocalypse. It's Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, I, I I'm not as excited as I should be for an X Men movie. I usually really really get excited for X Men movies. I, yeah, I, I really love the last. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's funny because all the films I want to see this year are surprisingly not genre for the summer. I was looking at my list of like movies I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the Lonely Island movie. I'm looking forward to the Florence Foster Jenkins movie. Uh, I mean, it's like uh, uh, all the big genre pictures, I'm not really that interested in that much this year, except for Suicide Squad. That one was really high up on the list. You know, I, I don't know. It's just I'm not, like, like super excited for the big tentpole movies this summer. I'm going to stick to the independent films, I think, so... Uh, and speaking of independent films, today, finally, a movie that I missed in the theaters and still been kicking myself for, uh, The Witch finally drops on DVD. And I know, Queenie, you saw it. And oh, you I love it. it. Yeah. Yes. So did you see the Lego set that someone designed? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. I totally, totally shared it a couple of times. I should share it with you again. Uh, someone designed okay. a Lego set. And it's so awesome. You know, you know, you can do that. Like, there's that website where you can suggest Legos yeah. sets to people. Yeah. And someone recently did a Adam's Family Mansion, which probably will get picked up. And then this witch one, which won't get picked up. But it was awesome nonetheless. So, uh, so I will make sure I close that down for you. But the witch comes out today and then an orange is the new black season three comes out today and then a really hardcore movie but i do recommend it uh, there's a documentary on sex trafficking called tricked it comes out today too uh and it's not an easy thing to sit through it's very candid about drug traffic sex trafficking and sex slavery uh it, it's it's an interesting film and, and it's worth sitting through so look for tricked uh, and then next Tuesday, Zoolander 2 comes out and Ghost of the Shell, the new movie. So I haven't seen the new Zoolander mm. movie yet. I actually really like the first Zoolander film. Uh, you know, it, there's something about it that just makes me giggle every time I see it. I, I, I don't usually <laughs> like the broad comedies, but it, it, it just, like, 
I don't know. I li- living outside New York, it just kind of hit the right notes. And Nathan Fillion's in it, too, which is always gives us a plus, right? This one has Benedict Cumberbatch playing an androgynous female-male character, so that'll be kind of cool. So <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. And Ghost in the Shell, the new movie, comes out uh, because, of course, we're getting ready for the actual live-action version with Scarlett Johansson. So they're releasing a bunch of anime Ghost in the Shell uh, reboots. So that's it, Queenie. We're done. This was a pretty amazing episode. We had a lot of stuff to cover. LARPing, Billy Pond, Mm -hmm. Madness, uh, a decent-sized community calendar, and speaking of witches and burning in the Wicker Man, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I want to thank you for being on the show, and we're gonna leave us tonight with the new Radiohead single uh, called "Burn the Witch." And the reason is, is because it is an homage to the video. Is an homage to uh, Wicker Man, and it's awesome because there's a little stop animation. Ingrid Pitt in it, which is awesome. <laughs> so uh, nice. I highly recommend the video. The song's pretty good. The whole album, Moon, uh, what was it? Moon, a Moonshape Pool dropped it a month early. So Radiohead, we're going to leave. So once again, thank you to Billy Pond. Thank you, Queenie. It was great just seeing you and I on the show, even though we miss Aaron Marie. Uh, happy birthday again <laughs> to Aaron Kogan. And thank you, Eric Polk, for calling in the show. Once again, we're going to leave you with Radiohead in two weeks, May 31st. Awesome con preview with the founder of Third Eye Comics, Steve Anderson, to talk about Awesome Con here in D.C., our biggest Comic-Con convention in the, in the summer. So looking forward to that show. Thank you so much, everyone. Good film hunting and blessed be once again. Here's Radiohead.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.